Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Anxious Thoughts with Anxious Women, a podcast that will discuss mental health topics with some humor and our own truth. On today's episode, get to know us, Tisha and Jessica, our anxieties, if we're depressed. Can't give you all these answers in the intro, so give a listen. Closer, it takes my bun away. Is my bun there? Can you see my bun? I see a patch of hair. That's my bun. I can make a bun. We're getting so we haven't even started yet. <laughs> I can't move my head though. I gotta fix myself. Let me see myself. I can switch this, right? I can switch. Oh, there I am. Hello. 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 Oop, you see this giant thing on my face? I have a lot of giant things on my face. Ayo. You see the thing? Yeah, I see it. Do you see how disgusting it is? It's hard. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> Ew. We have so much we have so much credit for like outtakes at the end. I know. <laughs> okay. So should we get okay. started now, actually? Uh, we would have gotten started an hour ago if somebody was on time to this meeting. I was on time. You weren't. I was on time later and you weren't. I was late on time and you weren't there. Girl, I was ready at you were late. I was ready at 7.15, okay? Means nothing. With my notes. With my whole setup here. And you were like, I'm getting dinner now. Yeah. I needed to uh, nourish myself. With food. You should have timed yourself better. Well, you know what happened? Was I got home from work and I was like, wow, I'm hungry. And then I sat around and I played baseball. And then, not like athletic baseball, you know, baseball. And then... I was like, I'm still hungry. So then we got Planet Wings. I haven't had Planet Wings in so long. It reminded me of the time that we went there and you refused to order for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to stop being so bashful. I know. Well, I can't help myself. I get bashful and I'm like, I remember being like, are you going to order for me when we get there? And you're like, yeah, of course. Don't worry about it. I'm going to order for you. And then you ordered for yourself and you were like, your turn. (laughs) Like, what a whore. I don't remember saying it that nicely, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I embellished on the niceness. It was mean. It was like, order for your gosh darn self, but with cursing. You are an adult. And then you took a picture of my saggy bottom. Well, I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Anyway, Tisha. Jessica. Should we say the name of this every time? Or is that just going to be known? I feel like this one's more introduction, and then once we go to our next one, we'll just be like, say our names, and then what the topic is. So what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Give me my script. 
This is why you plan this guy. Remember, remember like last week or something when I like texted you and I was like, hey, we should have a phone call at this time to go over stuff. And you were like, yeah, totally for sure. And then at that time on that day, I called you and I was like, shouldn't we do this? And you were like, I'm too busy. Where, where am I going to find that? Where am I going to find that? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure I was the one who said, yo, we need to have a meeting on Saturday. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then it was basically me telling you what I wrote down. And you're like, yeah. Okay, Jessica, yeah to what? Everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got this. I feel like I don't remember it the same way, but you oh, know. Oh, I I wrote I've written everything down. Okay. <laughs> Podcast ideas. What to go over with Jessica in the meeting? <laughs> Should we do this? Should we do that? And you just said yes. <laughs> you just said yes. <laughs> I mean, do you read what I write to you? Yeah, I read it. You want me to read it again? Let me get it so I know. No. What are we doing today? Before we get started. Before we officially get started. I lost track of what I was doing in the phone, so I'm just going to let you tell me what we're doing. Okay, fine. So, let's see. Can you keep the tongue in your mouth for the first episode? Listen, I can't. No. No. The tongue makes me concentrate. When the tongue's out of my mouth, I'm concentrating. When it's in my mouth, who knows what's going on? I wish I could zoom in on your face right now. Do you want me to? Nope. Nope. All right. Okay. We're good. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, we're terrible. We get so distracted. I know. Well, you, can you, of course it's a death cab shirt. Why wouldn't it be a death cab? I have three, four, five of them now. Anyway, today's topic is basically to get to know us, share our stories with mental health. When did we know we had it? What brought you to get to the point of getting help? I can't take you seriously if you're bopping and weaving. Like you in traffic. I'm Puerto Rican. I bop and weave. Are those jean shorts? I have changed in these last couple of years. If they were khaki, I would probably punch you through the screen. Khaki shorts or khaki jean shorts? Both. Because I have khaki shorts. <laughs> Are they above the Listen, knee? We had this whole conversation because you asked me what dish would make you butch. <laughs> I did. Because I got deep into lesbian TikTok. And I saw how lesbians it's one of the dress. the best worlds of TikTok. It's amazing. And it sounds like, you know, you say lesbian TikTok and people are like, oh my God, what is it? It's really just lesbian women just chatting and getting dressed. And they're like, what would I wear on a date? What would I wear to the mall? What would I wear to the beach? And I was like, I would wear everything. So then I just... You found your calling. I found what's real. <laughs> and I bought jean shorts and they have holes in them and I'm going to tell you right now 
They elastic waist. <laughs> so, like I'm basically. I've never seen that in my life. I'm basically a full blown lesbian now. Forget being married and all of that. That didn't do it. The jean shorts is what did it. <laughs> that should be on your like Twitter bio. <laughs> Jean shorts, shorts made, made me a lesbian. true lesbian. <laughs> Getting officially married didn't do it, but the jean yeah. shorts with the last band did it. <laughs> and they are so comfy. It's like pajamas. Look how wide my legs can go. I feel like I'm birthing out a child. <laughs> can you just please? I am not your wife. Okay. Anyway. All right. So let's start now. Do you have stuff to read? I took notes. Where are my notes? I told you this. I showed you I got a notebook. So what else would I be using it for? I thought you were taking notes to like note the podcast ideas, but then to like not write notes. Well, like this has every everything that I've written so far. The podcast ideas, what we need to go over in our first meeting, and then notes about the story time so I don't get off track with our conversations that we have. That was smart. I'm going to wing it. Clearly, because that's what you always do. I do. I wing it. I don't care if you do it on your phone. Take some notes, okay? Are you ready? Fine. I'm ready. You see my my knee? My hands are crossed. Okay, so I'm going to take that as a sign you're ready from now here on. That's what that means. All right. Well, as introductions go, my name is Keisha. I'm 31, and I currently have, let's see, the list is endless, generalized anxiety disorder, depression, major depression disorder, actually. I have social anxiety. I have paranoia, just a smidgen. Um, that's kind of what I mainly go through, but anxiety is kind of my everyday thing that I deal with, and depression is like a roller coaster, so, but, your turn. That's it? Yeah. That was, that was quick. Okay. I can do this. Jesus Christ. My name is Jessica. You're covering your mic. My name is Jessica. I'm 32. I'll be 33 in November on the 9th day of November. I am accepting gifts now for that day. Besides the point, besides the point, I don't have your slew of, what'd you call it? Like a page of, of, of issues? My, my I, list of issues, yeah. your, your list. I don't have a full list. I really just have anxiety. And it's like all, all, different, all different ones. Like just fears of things elevators or airplanes or small spaces and things like that and then also just anxiety about you know anything could be going out going somewhere usually things that are away from my comfort zone is what causes me anxiety so so you pretty much have generalized anxiety disorder I guess. and you have phobias Jessica phobias I do have phobias so do I Elevators, airplanes, yep, small spaces, yep, 
I was actually at the doctor's the other day for my anxiety and they put me in a room with no windows and shut the door and I was sitting there trying to imagine how I would escape through the ceiling if the building was burning down and the door would not open. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks about that. Like, it's weird because sometimes I'm, I'm fine with it and then sometimes I'm not. So like at work, our manager's office, no windows. Well, yeah. But... They're like, if I know I'm in the building with other people, I can leave the door shut. But since I've been there by myself these last couple months, I prop the door open if I'm in any room that has no window. So that's basically any room that I've been, I have the door propped open. Except for the box office, because there's glass. So I'm like, if I really need to escape, I will just thrust myself through the glass. Makes sense. But that glass is strong, though. It is strong, but I'm stronger. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess I'll start with my story time first since that is the topic of our podcast today. So our people can get to know us who don't know us already or don't have a clue that we have this type of thing. I think mine started in middle school, I want to say, because elementary school, I was just a crying mess. So <laughs> I dealt with that. And once middle school hit, that's like kind of more so bullying and stuff happened in my life. And, you know, my issues with my dad and <sighs> really touchy. So. Um, but I never felt normal. Like, I never felt like my emotions were right. Like, why was I always sad or why did things make me so emotional sometimes? But I kind of ignored it because I was in middle school, I was young, I was a kid, so um, I was in the counselor's office a lot because there was just something all the time, and I always had a fear of like being left alone and stuff like that, and um, then we move on to high school, I was bullied from like day one, kindergarten, up, so <laughs> kids are cool when they're little itty bitties until you graduate high school. And I wasn't very popular either. Why, I don't know. Probably because I didn't look like everybody else either. Um, but I did have like random anxiety attacks, I think, when I was younger and I didn't really know how to deal with it. And you know, kind of your normal issues, but I think, like, everything stemmed from trauma. Like, trauma was, to me, is what really triggers everything. Um, like, I had traumas with my dad. Still have them with my dad, but he's one of my main triggers. And, you know, it took a long time because my parents aren't together, and I don't think it was as normal when I was in school like it is now. There's a lot of kids who have separate parents and stuff like that. Um, the bullying, another trauma that I went through. Um, my first boyfriend um, put me through a lot, like a lot of stuff that people don't know. And something I'm not ready to talk about on camera. <laughs> But some people know what happened. Um, 
he pretty much made my school life hell until he left. And then my second boyfriend, I was with him through all four, I think all four years of high school. Um, and he lived in Middletown and I always travel to see him. Like after like school and weekends and stuff like that, we'll take a drive. And then that's when he was cheating on me while I was over there in Middletown. And yeah, long story, but that's for another time. That's another trauma that I dealt with because I was with him for five years, I want to say. And then my grandpa passed away. That was probably the biggest trigger of my life. And so something that over and it still affects me in like what nine years and I'm just getting over the grief of it and like not thinking it's my fault anymore because I would blame myself for that day but that's also another topic for another time um and then as you know who I was with (laughs) and who destroyed my life um yeah he really destroyed my life my heart my mind from being mentally and verbally abused for what probably four three four years out of the whole relationship and you know I was with him for a long time and that was pretty much the main trauma that kind of kind of really really affected me but thanks to a lucky person brought me out of it but um basically I would say him and my grandpa were my biggest triggers that really brought out my anxiety and especially the depression out like it was just me feeling not myself and when my grandpa died that day I know a piece of me left with him and I'll never get it back I know it's gone, and it's just something that I have to overcome, and it's really hard to talk about, and I keep looking down at my notes because I know I'm going to forget something, so, (laughs) (laughs) so grief definitely took over my life, and after my last breakup, that's when I realized my feelings, and I started working at, I left Regal, and I worked at um, the mental health clinic for a year and a half and when I started working there and seeing all the people and stuff like that it was a whole new ball game for me because I was used to working with disability patients and stuff like that and then going to that really made me open my eyes that oh maybe I can talk to somebody because the therapist I got to know kind of made me feel like maybe that's what I need to do so that's what I did and I was in therapy for pretty much that whole time I worked there, the whole year, year and a half, yeah, year and a half. Then I had to deal with my first, you know, my therapist leaving and going somewhere else. So it was like, great. So now I have to go find and talk to somebody else, (laughs) tell them my whole life story all over again. But it took time. And then uh, I'm on medication as well. And finding my other therapist when I was in New York, Kristen, she was everything that I needed in a therapist because she would call me out on my stuff. She would work with me and definitely like really help me until I moved, which 
sacrificing my therapist is really, really huge thing for me to do. Um, leaving, I miss her every day because I would see her once a week and she made me feel so comfortable and therapy is like literally the best thing, the best choice I've ever done. And I don't regret it and I miss it. I'm gonna try and get some help now that I'm here, but it's been really hard and medication's not fun and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> definitely had, had my days here mental health-wise because I moved to a whole nother state. I left my friends, I left everyone that I care about and I'm here to get better for myself and I still agree with my decision as hard as it is to be away and yeah it's it's hard because I still never got myself situated here and moving to a whole new state whole new life and I don't even have my own place to be private or anything I don't have a room yet and that's really hard not having your own privacy and then COVID happened that's another thing that just threw everyone's life in a tizzy and here we are today and I'm still not fully <laughs> fully tra tra transitioned into this life so that's kind of a short version of my story. <laughs> that's where you're at that's where I'm at in my life yeah, that's, that's me. That's a little bit to know that me. Everybody, enjoy. Is it my turn now? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you getting ready for what? What are you getting ready for? My birthday? Saying every no. Oh. Everyone just get, get ready for the tough topics, the tough conversations. and We going to go deep. Deep. Uh, so I'm going to wing it. Because I didn't take notes because I'm a slacker and I'm also late. And Jessica's a slacker <laughs> of, our, of our trio. I mean. Because I was prepared. I would like to say that my slackiness is in part my anxieties. So I've diagnosed myself. Oh, so you're going to pull that. <laughs> yeah, I took that card and I pulled that out the deck. But, uh, yeah, all right, so go with what you did, where you think it started from. I think I've had it since I was a little, little kid, but I was too little to realize what it was. So, like, one of my biggest things that always sits in my head, like I can think about it till this day, was going to my aunt's house for Thanksgiving and having a stomach bug. And that is what literally has started my whole anxiety journey, I think. Part of my fears and my anxieties are leaving home out of my comfort zone because I don't want to have essentially a stomach bug and not be in my house to have it in the comfort of my home. I know it sounds silly, but that is what goes on up here 90% of the time. So it's like, hey, Jessica, you want to go to the mall? Hmm. Where are all the bathrooms? <laughs> it's kind of what happens up here. Where can I full circle moment because this makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's where I think mine began. 
but I think it was really in middle school that it was like fully noticeable as a problem. And it was the day that we were supposed to go on our Washington DC trip. And I, for whatever reason, was wandering around the school and I could not find my parents in the school anywhere. And I was running all over the place and I could not find them in a panic. I finally found them. I was in a panic because I was supposed to leave and I had no idea where they were. And I was like, oh my God, I can't go to Washington and not say goodbye to my parents. So freaking out. Um, and when I finally met up with them, my mom was just like, oh, well, you don't have to go. And I was like, you're right. I don't. And then I didn't go. <laughs> and that's kind of where it always started for me was, I think, in that moment, having the opportunity to, to not sort of face a fear of mine and, and do something that was a little scary. So now it's just like, Anytime something comes up that's a little scary, it's always like, oh, 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 I don't have to do it, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, and then I, I saw therapists a, a little bit when I was a kid, and I never really understood what I was doing there, so I didn't know what I was supposed to say to them, so I was just like, yeah, like I get nervous, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then high school happened. 9-11 happened. Jessica thought the world was ending. Everything was just, I was going to die. So I saw another therapist for that. Um, a couple years after that, we had like that massive blackout for the day. And I thought I was going to be ready to have to see another therapist <laughs> after that. <laughs> but <laughs> I think a lot of it for me is like, I've always had it. I've always been anxious, but I've never been able to pinpoint as to what it was and why I was feeling that way. So like even throughout high school, I would stay in my comfort zone. Like I had one best friend and that was it. And we did absolutely everything together. And I would talk to people in school, like in my classes or whatever, but I really didn't put any effort out to make any new friends because I was like, well, she's my comfort zone. She, I know I'm comfortable with her, so that's it. I don't need another friend. And I would just cling to that kind of comfort level. Um, and the same thing just kind of always went on, like, throughout college and, and whatnot. And it wasn't until, um, I think, like, a, a couple years back when um, there was a lot of talk about the managers at the movie theater going to Knoxville for some kind of like class. And I always thought like I could just fly under that radar and I wouldn't have to go. And then I had gotten promoted and you know, my boss would mention it more and more. And I was like, wow, I am absolutely terrified of having to do this. I can't physically bring myself to do it. And I had to, you know, it's like weird to have to like tell your boss, that you're anxious about something because I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily understand where that stems from. And like, I know like when I talk about my anxiety, it sounds ridiculous. Like, why am I afraid to go drive to even see my brother? 
Like I get anxious going to see my brother in Boston because in my head, it's always like, well, what if you're at his house and you got to throw up? And I'm like, well, then you're just going to throw up, Jess, and it's going to be all right. So that's like kind of what happens in my mind um, with all of that. And, and, and that happened. And I spoke to my boss about it. And I told him that, listen, like, I can't go, I cannot do it. And I need to talk to somebody about this because it's holding me back from doing anything. So I went and I spoke, you know, with a therapist and she sort of helped me understand that what my brain does is it creates negative thoughts and it will just dwell on negativity and, and pick out anything that could possibly be a negative in a situation and just keep on flooding my brain back with it. So when I'll sit there and like, you know, my favorite phrase that people with things without anxiety don't understand is just relax. And I hate being told to just relax because it's like, if it was that easy that I could just relax, well, I would just relax and I wouldn't have anxiety. Um, so I stopped, I went to that therapist for a while. I sort of figured out how to deal with the negative thoughts and, and try to do things um, that I was afraid of, like riding in elevators and whatnot. And then uh, we both felt like I didn't need to go anymore, so I stopped going. And then <laughs> I can think of all my triggers in order of what has made me so anxious as of late. And it was... Last summer, I was uh, basically told that my boss was leaving. And now it was either I applied for the position or somebody else was going to get it. We had been looking for a house. And at that same point, we had found one. And we were getting ready to do that. Um, and then COVID happened. And it was like a flood of all these things that have been happening for a while now. And it just, ignoring, I guess, all those emotions and whatever, just kind of made it flood and hit me all at once. And now I'm seeing a new therapist. And she's lovely. She looks very young. I don't know how old she is. But uh, she could be a child but it's okay. And that's it. I winged it. Now I'm going to grab my boobs because I'm done. Oh my God. <laughs> I should shut my blinds. I don't need these kids across the street seeing me. But that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that's lasagna gut. I see that. Good thing your pants are elastic waist. Well, you know. I'm also going to confess another thing. These pants, men's. Do it. <laughs> they, like, tie. Like, why don't we get that type of thing? That's what I'm saying. These have a drawstring. They look like jeans. They feel like jeans. I have two pairs of these. They're both men's. I don't buy women's clothes anymore. I've been known that. I wear, I wear men's jeans, so I have all the room in the crotch for things. 
Not for like what, what men use it for. Anything. Put snacks down there, man. You have a bag. You have your giant messenger bags. First of all, it's a purse. <laughs> it's not a messenger bag. It's my lady purse. And it's not giant. It's normal size. No, the one you have is giant. <laughs> I used to have was large, but no larger than some women's purses on the street. And just because it ain't no Louis Vuitton doesn't mean it don't count. All right? Just because it's Timbuktu, you make fun of it. If I was walking around with a Louis Vuitton and it was that big, you'd be like, girl, where'd you get that bag? I'd be like, I bought it at the store. And you'd be like, oh, sure, son. And I'd be like, yeah, boy. And you'd be like, where can I get one? And I'd be like, I'll tell you. But it's Timbuktu, so you don't want it. <laughs> you see me walk around with some Louis Vuitton bag? I don't know what person you think got money like that around here. but well, I couldn't think of another name of a purse. I don't know. You know what the problem with women's jeans are? Let me tell you. Because I used to buy them all the time. Because I am a woman. The fly, this big. That's it. This is the fly on my low-rise jeans. Because I don't want mid-rise jeans. I don't like anything to touch my tummy. Nothing has to touch my tummy like my jeans to be below my belly button. I like... That's your problem. <sighs> Girl, you want low-rise jeans with a long zipper? So now what I do is I buy the men's jeans. I get a zipper... That's like five times the length. So I have a whole good zip. I button that sucker. And you know, okay. You know, it looks a little weird from the back, but I'm like, whatever. I already, I already got the ring. I ain't got to try to find somebody anymore. You know what I'm saying? And she likes it. She's like, oh, girl, look at that saggy butt. And I'm like, yeah, look at that saggy butt. I'm glad you admit that now. Yeah, I mean, saggy, but very large. Just so we got that out of the way. Why don't you just buy high-waisted jeans? Because I don't want my jeans to hit my boobs. I want my boobs to be free. Your boobs can be free. I wear high-waisted jeans. No, but then when I butt in, and then, and then I feel my tummy in my pants, and then, like, I have this weird thing that, like, if my tummy touches, like, my pants, I just bloat it out. The best thing about the low-waisted jeans is I enjoyed the plumber's crack. I liked having an easy access to moon whoever I wanted. Every once in a while, you just gotta, you know, your friends gotta know you're coming in hot with that booty. So. Yeah, which is usually me. Right. That works for you because you flat back Shelly. I'm not. <laughs> flat back Shelly? Yeah. Because you like this. My butt is huge. All right. It's like a beach ball is trapped in my pants always. <laughs> Mine must be like one of those giant yoga balls. If that's the case. I mean, I feel like my butt is bigger than yours. I oh, could be wrong. Make me turn off this podcast right but now. I feel like if we measured the circumference of our butts, I would win. Anyway, what's next on our... Uh... I feel like we would go into more conversation about what we just talked about. Why are you raising your hand? <laughs> Stop raising your hand. <laughs> do you need to speak? I just, <laughs> I just like to do it every once in a while. Anyway, 
let's steer back to what we're supposed to be talking about. Take it away, Tisha. Here we go. I always have to take it away anyway. When you were talking about how your Washington trip back in school, by the way, is that like a New York State type of thing for every school to go to Washington? Is it? Did you guys go? I didn't. Oh. I didn't go on any trip. Anxiety. (laughs) I went on trips that my parents chaperoned. I feel like I only went on ones that were like within the state or close by. When you couldn't find your parents and stuff, did you feel like you were like abandoned or were you just scared you couldn't find them? I don't know. I don't really remember like too much. I know it was just a weird day and like usually the whole day before something big is is going to happen, I'll get like a nervous stomach, like my nervous nugs. I always I've talked about that before. I think we I think we all know what nervous nugs are. That's how I felt that day. I I was nervous nugged all day. And then my parents were there and I couldn't find them and it was just I don't even know I don't even know. I guess if I had to guess what happened my brain probably went to negativity and was just like, my parents are gone. I'll never find them again. And I'm going to DC for the weekend and I won't see them. And what if I come home and they're not there or whatever? So yeah, I'm sure that's where that went. Because with me, that you mentioned, I actually just thought of another trauma event that happened in my life. Um, when I was, I want to say maybe seven or eight I remember I went to go over this girl's house and we were hanging out her parents took us to what was Ames and I was like you know I was ready to go home a little early I think and they're like oh okay you know whatever so they drove me home and these were bad parents by the way because they just dropped me off and didn't wait for me to get inside and let them know my parents were there or nothing like that oh dang So, so you know I go they left I go in the house I'm like mom grand whatever um and I ran through the whole house and no one was home and I was freaking out and I remember I left I ran up because I lived in like I lived in a good neighborhood like I lived I knew pretty much everybody on the street and I ran up to this lady's house Mrs. B and I knocked on her door and she wasn't home and then I ran back down and then my neighbors were outside think her granddaughter was out there they were by the pool and they had me like sit with them and wait there and then as soon as I saw my mom's car or whoever's car I like bolted (laughs) and then all I remember was just crying and like after that I never went slept over anybody's house I never went on any trips I never did nothing because of that I was like attached to my mom like a leech a leech like I was just not going anywhere and man that stems a lot of problems for me because I don't think I ever got over it yeah because that's why I asked you that question because I was just a mess I remember I had like you know how when you were little I don't know if you wore these but those little like undershirts those tank tops I remember laying on the couch because I was like hot and freaking out and like my little white tank top like the thinner ones had like a thinner strap not like a white feeder strap but you know the only tank tops that I ever owned were basketball jerseys and I used to wear those uh 
frequently without t-shirts underneath until I started growing little boobies and my mommy was like, Jesse, you need to put a t-shirt on because you have tiny little boobies and you're a lady, not a boy. And I was like, well, if the boys don't have to wear t-shirts under theirs, mom, then neither do I. Okay? And then I just wouldn't. Can I also mention that I feel like anxieties were worse as a kid because, but we didn't really have cell phones for a while. My mom had a cell phone like later on, but service used to suck so bad. We had cellular one and it was like the worst cell phone service ever. So like I would call my mom and it would just ring and ring and like she wouldn't answer. So that is just like 10 times worse is when you are an anxious person and you know, your mind is getting the best of you. And then you try to contact somebody to just make sure that they're okay or whatever. And you can't because your cell phone sucks or you just don't have one. I remember when my mom had a car phone. You remember car phones? I do remember car phones. She had a giant I don't think we ever had one. Car phone. Mom had one. And I remember when she took it out of the car and would bring it inside. I don't know if it needed to be charged. Oh, no, she needed to charge it. Or I think that's when she got rid of it. I used to sit in her room and play with it. But oh I remember it was in a car. Like, it was, like, huge. Probably the size of my iPad. Like, it was huge. Sally Field in Mrs. Doubtfire talking on the, the car phone. It was, like, bigger. It was, like, the size of this. Remember yeah. beepers? I had a beeper. Me too. I needed it. I, why, I don't know. But my friend would, like, she would send me, like, SOS and, like, emergency pages. And I'd call her. I'd be like, hey, what's up? And she'd be like, I'm bored. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Remember when we couldn't talk on the phone until, like, after 9? Because it's free. The worst. Do you just remember not being able to simultaneously use the internet and the phone? Yeah. I feel like I'm the reason we go on tangents. You're just figuring that out. <laughs> I mean, at least we have good material. Yeah. Hey guys, Tisha and Jessica here. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Hit that subscribe button so you can follow us on our journey. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at anxious underscore thoughts underscore podcast for updates and when we will be dropping our next episode. Also remember, if you are worried about yourself or a loved one, please call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 24 hours a day. Have a good day, everyone.